This is, I don't even know if I should intro this as the Rhythm and Rhymes podcast. It's my birthday. It's my 24th birthday. What I will say, the last couple of days I have been, as my birthday has gotten closer, I don't think I've been getting happier or in a better mood or more excited. I've been more somber and almost like, not sad. I feel like last year I was definitely sad. Um, but this year I don't feel sad. It's more like somber, if that's the word. And I've tried to thinking about like why that is and maybe figure out why, like what in my life makes me feel like that. Um, it's been feeling like a decline for the last three or four years. And I don't know, you know, I was, I was thinking about the fact that I've been doing this for at least six months now, like recording episodes and putting shit out and they're like time capsules to when I was like where I was at at that time. And I just figured like, why not do one for my birthday? I figured I'd start with just explaining essentially like the bigger things. This is one of the bigger things in my life, rhythm and rhymes. And I guess I really want to talk through why I started doing it and why it's important to me now and where the idea came from, because I think it like gives context to like my life in a lot of ways and what has happened with me over the last couple of years. So, um, I'm going to go back a little bit, right? So if you guys are watching, try and stay with me. But this idea came out of the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Um, On January 19th, 2020, I tore my ACL. I played basketball in college. I was at a D3 JUCO called Joliet Junior College. Um, And we were playing the best JUCO in the state. And I tore my ACL. And that was the first time I had actually legitimately gotten injured in my basketball career to the point where I couldn't play. Um, And why this is important to the channel, like why this is important to me, right? Is because for my entire life, I played basketball um, since the kindergarten when I started playing all the way up to, I played past that injury. But until that point, I I started around five or six. And at that point, I told my ACL I was 20. Right. So about 15 years of straight playing basketball. And it was the only thing I really knew. You know what I'm saying? At that point, I had like, not even at that point, I would say very, very early, probably somewhere in elementary school, I committed down this path of being a basketball player. Right. And it's a little blurry looking back at what that could have potentially been like long term. You know what I'm saying? Like at that age, I feel like everybody wants to go to the league. Everybody wants to play in the NBA. Everybody thinks they could do it. Um, And I think that's pretty much where I was at if I'm really thinking about it, right? And once I really started going to the gym consistently and just working out, um, I realized how simple my life had became and I enjoyed it and it kept me calm. And um, I would say I was a lot less anxious than I am now. Right. Um, I thought about like why I drew to basketball so much because I am smart and I have a lot of talents and I'm articulate and I have a lot of different things I could have gotten into. Now that I look in hindsight, when I think about why basketball became such a focal point in my life at that time, um, I think it's the simplicity of it. You know what I mean? When I try to make sense of why it took over my life in the way that it did, for as long as it did, I think a lot of people find a lot of comfort in it 
when you think about how complicated and confused life is, you know, like there's just so much going on and there's so many uncertainties throughout life. And while the ending for a lot of people's basketball, while the ending for a lot of basketball careers don't turn out the way that people want them to turn out, um, I think the simplicity in the process gives a lot of people comfort. And I think that's what it was for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I realized very early on, the more work you put in, the better you get, the better you get, it, you get the more you play. Um, I think something just clicked in my head subconsciously that I couldn't really explain. I was too young to really understand it. But looking back at it at that time and where I'm at now and like what's going on in my last couple of years, that's what it makes me think about how simple life was, bro. Like you just get up, like everything revolved around basketball. Like I was in school, I had good grades. Um, my parents wouldn't let me play without good grades, but you know, like I get up, I go to school, and then I make my dad take me to the gym after after school every day. We was at the YMCA when I was young, third through fifth grade, sixth grade we was at the at Rush Copley, you know what I'm saying? Like at the gym every day. And my grade, I was like, okay, school was taken care of because I can't play if school's not good. You know what I'm saying? Like, and as long as school's good, I all I gotta focus on is going to the gym, going to the gym. And everything else was sort of like secondary and everything else didn't really matter to me at that time. And so obviously I followed this natural progression through high school. Um, I'm not going to get into everything that happened because I think that's just too much to unpack. But I get to college. And if you look at my college route and where I was at, I had no chance of truly achieving the dreams I had set out for at the beginning, right? I was telling my brother this the other day, like, you don't know, you don't deep the statistics until you become the statistics, right? Like, how they always used to say like 0.2% of people who play basketball make it to the league or even smaller number. Like, that is so hard for people to grasp their head around. And I think the fact that I was just blindly, blindly focused on the work, right? I was so set on if I focus on the work, the outcome will take care of itself that I didn't even like really realistically see where I was going or where I was headed. I was just like, we're focused on going to the gym. Can I get better at shooting? Can I get better at dribbling? Can I get better at reads? Can I score more? Like this is all focused on the controllables. And my sophomore year was a shit show, right? Like we started with 17 people. Um, and a team I thought legitimately could have won the D3 national championship at the beginning if just focused on basketball, but that's not it, right? And so by the second semester, we only had seven people. We only had seven people. And so at that point, I was just like, bro, I'm about to go out here and ball out and get to my next school, right? I'm in a JUCO. I'm a sophomore. I just need to get my next school. And I finally started playing well in my last five games, right? And in my last game, um, I had 16 points. Um, we were down by 30. Like I said, it's the best team in the state we playing. And I go to the bench and I tell my coach to put me back in because I'm like, I want to get 20, right? Like at this point, I'm only concerned about stats and film. I need to get to my next spot. We only got seven players. We're not going to win nothing. 
My coach put me back in. He said, yeah, you sure? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like, why not? You know what I'm saying? At this point, it's just sort of like up and down. Like, it don't matter. I go back in. I score right away. Come down, play defense, go back on offense, score again. I'm at 20. I come back down. I'm going down on a fast break. And I come down on my leg funny. And as soon as I landed, I knew something was fucked up. As soon as I landed, I knew something was fucked up. And I haven't watched that play to this day. I refuse to watch that play to this day because I just, I don't know. That's when my life changed. That was the day my life changed, you know? And at that point, I got, all that shit happened. I tear my ACL and I can't walk after I get surgery. A bunch of other shit happened during that time. My dad had a heart attack. Um, the pandemic is happening during this time. I tell myself, I can't walk. You know what I'm saying? It's just a lot of uncertainty. And I'm in the bed, chilling, can't do nothing. And I was just like, bro, I need something to do and take my mind off of this. Like, because I'm not playing no more. It's the first time I haven't gone with, it's the first time I've gone without playing for that long of a period of time since I was six or seven years old. Right. And so the only thing that I could like really bring my mind to was music. Like music was one thing that was in the background of my entire life that I had never really paid any attention to because I was so focused on the basketball thing. And I just started like playing music, digging into the music that I loved, you know what I'm saying? And eventually I started posting like videos on TikTok of my favorite music and my favorite artists, my favorite rap freestyles and stuff like that. And I saw how quickly, this was like peak, like this was 2020. So you were posting consistently on TikTok, you were gonna see growth, right? And I, I grew to about 17,000 followers within, bro, it had to be like a month, two months, something quick. And the idea behind the name was very simple, real rhythm and rhymes, you know what I'm saying? Like at that time when I started digging into music, I started realizing how much of the music being put out or the music being shown to us wasn't like, it didn't feel real. It felt very fast food. It felt very fucked up. And I just wasn't like, I wasn't enjoying the music people were showing us. I had to go look for music that I enjoyed. And I thought it was just like an opportunity to share the music that I thought like really hit me and really resonated with me at that time. And that's where the idea stemmed from. That's where the name stemmed from. And that's literally where it started. And from then, like at that point, I had no plan. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I was just posting videos and shit. And there were just a couple of things along the line that like eventually made me start to realize like, oh, this could be something like legitimately like important. You know what I'm saying? This could be something I focus my energy on, you know? is different than basketball for a lot of reasons, but the main reason is like this field, this thing that I'm doing is so like, there is no, there's no NBA to this shit, you know? And I think that's a lot of, with a lot of people's lives, unless you're on a, a regular corporate track, there's no NBA to this shit. And what I mean by that is like, as a kid, when you give yourself that huge lofty goal that everybody can clearly see. 
and that everybody knows is right there. That for most people, highly unattainable. Like it gives you something to work at every single day. And the hardest thing for me every day is trying to figure out what that end goal is. Cause I don't know where this goes. I don't know how this ends up. I don't know what I, the ideal view on where I go is, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's the hardest part about it. You know, like I love music. I love sharing this stuff with people. And I love like being able to connect people through the music, you know? Like as I started to do this more, I started to realize that the music was a lot more than just songs. You know, the thing that I started really understanding about music and myself and just black people in general is that there's something that there's something about music that resonates with black people differently than everybody else, you know, in a different way. Um, and I started seeing a lot of connections and similarities and what music could do for black people all over the world, right? Not black people just in my community, black people in my country, black people across the African diaspora, right? Like I found so many similarities between people in, in, in my hometown and Panama and in Puerto Rico, and in Africa, and London, Jamaica, Brazil, you know what I'm saying? Like there were so many connections with us across there. And I think a lot of that has to do with like our history, you know? Um, one thing that I really, that really resonated with me through the research and the stuff that I've learned through all of this music stuff was the term griot, right? In the Mali empire in the 13th and in like the 12th to the 14th century, um, the term griot was to describe the oral historian, the um, the storyteller. He was viewed as important during that time, right? And he worked alongside with the emperor and the kings and the leaders in that community to tell the history of the people in that nation. And sometimes they use song and dance to help tell those stories. And I feel like the role of this person has transformed so many times over and over since then. But I feel like that's something that's embedded in us as a people, you know? And it has taken on the form of musicians. It's taken on the form of rappers. And I think it's taken on the form of broadcasters and writers and storytellers. And when I heard that term and I started reading about it, it was something that resonated with me in a deep way. You know, I'm still young and people will always say you're not supposed to know what you want to do. But I think the uncertainty keeps a lot of people in this place of limbo. And it gives you this level of anxiety because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know where your life is going. And I hate that. And I think it's almost better for you to be able to like commit to an end goal, uh, commit to an ending commit to an outcome for a period of time, even if it's wrong, than to not commit to anything. Because that's honestly what I felt like my life has been since that day I tore my ACL, right? When I tore my ACL, it snapped my life back into a place that I had never been or that I couldn't remember. You know what I'm saying? Like Even though I had no chance of making the league at that point, it felt like I still did because I was still trying, you know what I'm saying? And even after trying to 
come back from the ACL injury. I returned three months faster than I was supposed to. I still got to play at another school. I was starting at Dominican University in my senior year. Three games in, it just, like, I was back. And it didn't feel the same, bro. I wasn't working towards that thing no more. And it just felt pointless. It felt pointless. And something that I loved so much for so long no longer served me in the same way. And I say that, I bring that back there just to say, like, that term griot, I think that right now, I think that's what I'm supposed to be, you know? I think that that is where I'm supposed to be at. I think that is something that's constructive that I could focus my life on for five years, or at least part of my life, you know? Telling the story of our people and letting them know how in, integral we were and building the society we live in today. You know what I'm saying? I feel like something that makes me sad or something that disappoints me is seeing how divided black people are. Um, and a lot of it isn't our fault initially. It's not our, like you can't blame, you can't fault yourself for the trauma you was born with, but at a certain point, you gotta take accountability for it and responsibility for it and look to change it. Um, I've seen that within myself and I see that within a lot of groups of people, right? Like when I see people throughout the diaspora arguing about stupid shit that they don't realize is just a product of colonialism or imperialism. It was like, bro, we're arguing over things that were brought to our country and embedded in us without choice, which is crazy to me. Like when you really deep the fact of like things that we've been like embedded with since we were born. And I just want to find ways to build bridges throughout our communities because that shit makes me so happy, bro. I go to Jamaica and I talk to people there and I make friends with people there. Like the music is like, the music is the way we connect first. You know, like I went to London this year and that was, I was so excited to go to London because I've been listening to like UK music for years now. Right, like Dave and Stormzy, and now Central C, J Huss, Little Sims, Nux. There's so many, bro. And like to be able to go to a party and felt, you know, like it was a way for me to fit in in a weird way. You know, it was something that we had in common. And I feel like I have a opportunity to use the music and use our heroes to connect us in a way that a lot of people have not been able to do on a larger scale. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I really want to do with Real Rhythm and Rhymes. I want to build it into a global brand. I want to build it into one of the biggest global brands in the entire diaspora. And I think I could do it. I just got to stay committed. You know? Um, I really wanted to do this just because I feel so lost. I feel so lost sometimes. And so uncertain. And I don't like that, bro. I don't like that. That's that's really what I miss about basketball, bro. Like, just the purpose. You know, whether or not it served a ton of people, it served a lot of other people with what I was doing. It served me, you know? It gave me a reason to wake up every day. It gave me a reason to wake up every day. It gave me something to go at. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, by 25, I don't want to be... Like this, you know what I'm saying? 25, I want to be like living out my dream fully. 
life is too short to be putting my dreams off. You know what I'm saying? Like by 25, I really want to have taken this to a whole nother level. Um, I feel like I've been semi-consistent for the last six months, but I have to commit to this, you know? Like for my life to be different in a year because of this, I have to commit to this every day. I got to wake up and make this my reason to get up. I got to make this my reason to go at it. And I got to treat it with the same tenacity I treated basketball. You know what I'm saying? I draw so many parallels to basketball because it's all I really knew for so long. And the one thing I knew, I kept myself in, I kept myself in it longer than most people just because I was willing to get up and do it again. Just because I was willing to try and beat the next man, just do more. You know, I'm five nine. I was the shortest person on basically all my basketball teams until I got to college. And even in college, I was one of the shortest people. And the only thing that really gave me a fighting chance every time is that I was willing to I just had a I just had that dog in me, bro. No bullshit, like no joke. I was going I was gonna be more conditioned than everybody else. I was gonna go longer than everybody else. I was just willing to do more. And this is a different, this is different, bro. This is a different thing. Doing more looks different here. And it's so hard to like translate it completely over from one to the other. But it's doable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want this shit to like really, I want this shit to, to be something people can't even really understand except for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want this to be like my Lyrical Lemonade. Lyrical Lemonade is a brand that for some reason, bro, it just, when I look at like, what can I compare? Like, how do I build this like I built that? That's what I look at it as, bro. Like, I do something completely different, but that brand is like its own like morphing. It's a living being. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it's not one thing, but it's, it's a, what you know what it is. I don't know, bro. I think this is just a nice little time castle, but I think by 25, I think by 25, my life looks different. If I remember how I felt today, if I remember how I felt today, every day for 365 days, it can't be the same. If I take that feeling to heart and go at it.